I think we should address the elephant in the room. Okay? Yes, yes. Okay. We stop recording shenanigans and a worldwide pandemic breaks. <laughs> Hello, everybody. How are we doing today? It's been a little while, hasn't it, M. Cole? Ah, yes, it has. It's, uh... You know what? I think, you know, before you go, before you start, I think we should address the elephant in the room. Okay? Yes, yes. Okay. We stop recording shenanigans, and a worldwide pandemic breaks. (laughs) Now, I'm not saying there's a connection, but it's a little suspicious. I, you know, I, I think based on the data point we have, I think uh-huh. that it's a very strong causal relationship. There's there. a correlation. <laughs> there is a correlation. I think it's more than that, Skanky. There is a causation, <laughs> I, I believe, I would say. So, I mean, I haven't figured out the dates yet of all this, but... I mean, it's like pretty bad. Uh, it's not looking. It's not looking good in our favor. It, it does not. Does not look good in our favor at all. <laughs> like it's like I'm actually worried this will be out of all the headlines tomorrow morning when the podcast is released and everyone yeah, finally realizes yeah. that we did this. <laughs> so, in reality, I feel like we don't even have an excuse to give as to why we haven't recorded. No, is there really an excuse? No, there, I don't have one. There, there is not. There is not an. Ex- there really is. <laughs> Which not doesn't an really help the situation. No, it, it? it makes it even worse. <laughs> well, like I like. Well, like Monday would roll around and I realized that we like didn't record, or if it was uh-huh. like Sunday and like. I knew we couldn't record because like something came up or whatever. I'm like, this mm-hmm. is like, this is the worst time for this to be happening because literally with like stay at home orders and social distancing is like, you would think the time to perfectly record a podcast. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's so it's, uh, yeah, now we, uh, there has been absolutely no good excuse. Yeah, I have no so, excuse whatsoever. I, I don't either. I don't either. I um I, I I we could we could make up one that we had to isolate away from our microphones. See, but you you preface that with we can make up an excuse. Oh shit. Which okay. kind of <laughs> which kind of you know Your Honor, I want that stricken from it, the record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I object. Yes, I I object to hearsay. Hearsay. <laughs> out of court statement. Your Honor, this is unfair. <laughs> I don't think you can say you can't do that because say it's unfair, right? You have to reference some sort of law. Uh, can you? People do that, though, right? Uh, so here's the thing. Here's what I, here's what I know about about court objecting. Oh, tell me. I want is, to. I want to know. The it's it's it, realistically. For people that like, we're talking like like court court like trials and like really like really good trial attorneys. A lot of that is it really is like an art form. Um, hmm. Like you, I don't do trial stuff, so I'm just talking about from observing other colleagues uh, do it and learning it in school. But like, yeah. um, even there's there's like an art to objecting in general. Um, in the sense of in one like there's there's the very real tool of it to like keep things out of like the record and away from like the jury or the judge and stuff like that um but there also is 
an art to it in the flow of questioning of a witness, right? Like if you have a witness that's favorable for you on the stand and in cross-examination, like they're just tearing them apart. Like sometimes a like well-timed objection can at least buy some breathing room so that the witness can kind of regain their composure. Like, and I mean, do you remember there was so, it was so long ago. I feel like it was like, six years ago at this point but maybe it was only a month or two do you sent me that one that one trial attorney yeah. of the guy doing cross-examination right yeah yeah and the witness and that was he was just he was so bad he was like terrible he was yeah. so bad like he was one of those um he's like <laughs> he's such a bad witness because like he's so cocky and thinks like he's smarter than what the situation is yeah um but like I, I can guarantee you that the lawyers for the other side, and you saw this a few times where they would stand up and just trying to object, just to try and get things to slow down. Because so many times, yeah. if you get a really good cross examination, like you're just getting the witness to agree to everything, where they don't even have time to think. Right? They're just getting used mm-hmm. to agreeing to things that you're saying, so you get them to like agree and admit to like the craziest shit and Mm -hmm. at least an objection can get the to slow down where they're like oh wait hold on let me think about what it is that you're asking me and i'm agreeing to um Mm -hmm. but yeah so it's uh so that lawyer literally had that guy uh admit that he lied to (laughs) like to to the jury (laughs) or whatever yeah Yeah. he literally lied but that you know that video kind of fucked me up really bad Mm. Like, cause I I understood. We should probably post this video. By we the should. Way, so I'll be in the. Watching. I'll be in the the, link, the show notes. The show notes. Yeah, hopefully they will be. Um, I'm making a note to myself. <laughs> I, to put them in there. <laughs> I you know there were just the guy did a good job. Okay, the cross examiner guy. He did a great job. Oh, he did a fantastic but, job. Yeah, like he only did a good job in the sense of getting this guy, like tricking this guy, mm-hmm. pretty much. Mm-hmm. Which like. You know, like, God, how much truth are you really looking for? Because every single question he asked was a leading question. Mm -hmm. Like, every single question. And even, like, you know, from reporting, from work, like, that I do and everything. And I I deal with a lot of lawyers. And, you know, I hear them talk to other people about stuff. And sometimes they, like, talk in, like, this deposition kind of tone. Mm -hmm. Like, it's all leading questions. Mm -hmm. It's all. And it's just, I don't know, man. I don't. It kind of messed me up a little bit. I don't know how much you're really getting the truth when you're in, you're kind of like trying to achieve a goal mm-hmm. rather than which is not in the end real truth. It's kind of just to make your client so work for you in your favor. I don't know. Yeah. So it's so it's what's it's interesting that you, that you pick that up. Um, being so in in trial practice in questioning of um um. Uh, questioning a witness is if you are doing a direct examination, so it's a witness you put on the stand, most of the time you're not allowed to use any leading questions. Um, Interesting. Okay. But the flip side of that is that if it is not your witness and you're doing a cross-examination of them, you not only are you allowed to do leading questions, that is essentially all of your testimony is is leading Why? questions because this is a witness that is at the very basis of it is hostile to you. Right. And so uh-huh. you're trying to kind of poke holes in what their testimony may be. So on direct examination that went first, right? So let's say for the example, we're talking about um, the prosecution puts this 
this witness on the stand, and then they got to elicit all the facts out of them without leading questions because they also get to prep the witness ahead of time, right? Yeah, um, sure. And so they get to like elicit all these like beautiful details out of them and be like, oh, so like, you know, uh, what did you do on the night or did you do anything on the night of like March 31st? And they'd be like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. like I went to a party. Oh, like, can you tell me some more about that party? And like, they like get paid this beautiful picture, but there mm-hmm. might be all these holes in it that are being left out. And now okay. if you're cross-examining someone, how can you get those details out without asking a leading question? Right. I, I see. Yeah. And okay. so, and so it would be like, it'd be like, if you're cross-examining without doing a leading question, you'd be like, um, was there anything that you left out from your story about March 31st? If I say no, well, your next question to point out that I'm lying is has to be a leading question, right? Because uh-huh. if you know that I'm lying, I'm leading something out, leaving something out, and the thing I'm leaving out is that the cops arrested me, like your question has to then be, well, isn't it true that the cops arrested you that night? which is now a leading question, which you're going to answer yes or no to. But without that, like, how do you get me to say that? Um, And I will say like that, especially really good lawyers and that cross-examination, they make it look like so easy that it's almost like unfair to the witness. But I will tell you in practice, it is so incredibly hard to do that. Um, Because like you have to have it like so, and if the witness is a good witness, like, even if like you have like a nice narrowly ter- narrowly tailored like um, leading question, like it could still just fall apart. And sometimes it's hard to string together like ten of them in uh-huh. a way where it makes coherent sense. Because I'm asking leading questions where you're essentially going to say yes or no to them, and I have uh-huh. to be able to ask them in a series of ten questions so it makes sense to the jury. And a lot of times it'll make sense to me because I know the entire story, but I'll ask ten questions, and the jury afterwards, you'll like ask them about that line of questioning. Like, they like, I had no idea what the point you were trying to get across was. And yeah. so there's a lot of times where that happens too. And so when it goes very well for the person asking questions, it looks extremely unfair, but that is, that is not a lot of the time. So, huh? So now you can also ask leading questions during a deposition. then. Yes. Like even out before trial. Yeah. And so a, a lot of times with that is like, a lot of times with that it's like it's like a fact finding mission, right? Like yeah, it's sure. And so that's kind of where that kind of comes up to. And then you kind of need that to nail down specific details so that way you can use that later for preparing testimony or for discrediting a witness, right? Like uh-huh. it's the same thing. And the big thing with like depositions is that and we saw it with um with the link that we're going to post is that in his deposition, he got him to admit specific facts so that when he's on the stand, if he says anything different, he can now refer to the deposition and be like, back then you said this. And at that point, it doesn't matter which answer is true with the one in court or the one at the deposition, because you have now shown the jury that he lies. Like regardless Ah. if like what he's saying now is true, he lied in his deposition. More likely he lied in his um he's lying now when it's truthful in his deposition, and that's even more harmful, right? And so it's like like that one, like especially in the criminal realm, like that's really why you want to like kind of like dig down and get like the specifics so that way you can just kind of hold them to that. Damn. This was a very, very good explanation. Yeah, and so, much needed. Yeah, so that's why that's why and so that's why so back to the original. So sometimes you will you you can't object and say it's unfair because like you're just gonna get overruled. But you might object on like an actual like 
legal basis, even though you know you're going to lose, just uh-huh. because it feels like it's unfair right now and you want to change the tide of the questioning. So, Huh. Wow. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. I'm learning so much. Trial stuff, I will say, trial stuff is incredibly fascinating um it's and courtrooms are open to the public like and we i had to do this for law school and maybe this is just me because i'm of like my like law school background but like having to go watch trials in law school for like five hours on like a thursday was such a great use of time because it was entertaining like it was it was I just loved I did the same thing in school because mm-hmm. that's like journalism 101 mm-hmm. is like you have to go to a court case and like report on it yeah yeah. And it was it was really fun. I yeah. really enjoyed that. I went to this one where this guy, um, it was two two kids. They must have been like sixteen or seventeen, mm-hmm. and they wanted to try them as adults because mm. there was uh, witnesses that said they shot a uh, what was it? It was a what's the what's a flare gun? <laughs> they shot a flare gun at a house. Oh, okay. <laughs> And the people inside said it was a drive-by. Oh, oh, all right. A drive-by flaring. (laughs) And I got there the day that they got off. The jury said they were innocent, which was insane. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. I had a good time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, 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 it's interesting. I want, I want so badly to be on a jury and it's very likely that I will never get to do that. Really? Yeah. A lot of times they don't like putting lawyers on juries um, for the fact that the the problem is, is that the um, the other jury members tend to like make them the foreman and like make them like like a a lawyer on a jury has like a disproportionately large influence on the outcome. And so if one side wants the person, the other side doesn't. Right. And so it's like they're probably going to say, no, I don't want this person and they'll find some reason to get rid of me or they will just use the one where they don't have to come up with any reason. Um, but man, I would, I would love to see what goes on in the jury room like firsthand. That would be so interesting to me. Well, it's secret. So I know. Right. Yeah. I mean, it is technically it is, it is, it is secret. I, I believe if I remember correctly, at least in Illinois, the, um, the judge afterwards, and I think in criminal, the judge afterwards will ask the jury members if they want to speak to um, the lawyers. So, so they'll it. come out and they're like, you don't have to, but the lawyers want to ask some questions of you and you don't have to do it, but you can. Um, and so, and like you can find out like a little bit of what goes on, but it'd be, I don't know, it's just, and sometimes like you hear cases where like, you think it's going to go one way and the jury brings back something else. I'm like, I'm so curious what they talked about in that room. Like what, Yeah. like how did that discussion go that it ended up like this? Like that'd be, that's so interesting to me. So that's why 12 angry men. Yeah. Yeah. Good was, film. Yeah. Great film. Chicago. Chicago. Is that in Chicago? Yeah. Uh, yes. Is there also a book based on, is it a book? And then also I think it was movie? a play. A play because originally it was a play, yeah, yeah, because the um, it's Chicago because one line of questioning or one like piece of evidence that they bring up is something about how the L train was going by, which is in Chicago, and like being able to see the thing that happened on like on the other side of the tracks. Like, would you be able to see if the train was going by, if I remember correctly? So, yeah, I think it's based in Chicago, but. Who knows? We have an L train in New York too. Oh, oh well, well, maybe it was. New you York. know what? We're gonna have to. 
Wikipedia it. Ba, ba, da, ba, chum, pum. That's right. our that's um, our new jingle, our Wikipedia jingle. Ba, ba, da, ba. <laughs> Films. How about that? All right, 1957. I mean, uh, I'll go plays. You New go York County Courthouse. God damn it! Woo. This is bullshit. Woo. Where is where is the play? All right, let's check. Where is the play? I need to know. I'm looking for, I'm looking for the. Let me see here. Uh, courtroom drama written by Reginald Rose. God, no one is named Reginald anymore. I know. It's so upsetting. We need some more Reggies in our life. So, um, so upsetting. The play. Uh, oh, here, 12 Angry Men, the play. Let's see. Um, it was originally a London production, which is fascinating to me. Hmm. Um, Reginald Rose, 12 Angry Men, a play in three acts, first edition, Chicago Dramatic Publishing Company. I well, I mean, maybe. I, just, I'm just, I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying. Maybe. I'm just saying that we got uh, they at least got some people. You know, they don't need to only write about. You know what? Whatever. Okay. The movie is in New York, <laughs> and that's all that matters. Okay. That is all that matters. The Big Apple. Exactly. the The huge apple. The Big Easy. Is that New York? Big Easy. I, I don't think. No, so. that's Louisiana. New Orleans, right? New Orleans. Oh, the Big, Big Easy. E- yeah, that makes sense. That makes, I think. Let's see. The big. <laughs> this is going to be a Googling st- this is, stream this is, podcast. This is looking. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, oh. oh my Why God. is New Orleans known as the Big Easy? We were, there we go. We got it. New Orleans. I'm a little interested in this. You know why? <laughs> I have to. Give me a second. I got to read this article. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, all right. oh, See you in 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. All right. You just find something to fill the dead air. Um, oh, it means it's somewhat obscure. Who the hell knows why? No, we um, don't know. We don't know. You're going to read this 20-minute article on the end, but really, nobody knows. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, oh, the Big Easy is, syn- is a synonym for the city's spirit. <laughs> Bullshit. What a stupid answer. That is, that's ri- that's, that's dumb. ridiculous. Why that is, is Chicago so called the Windy City? <laughs> I wonder. The Windy... I, I remember... I think it's because of politicians, because we're all hot... Like they're all full of hot air or something like that. Oh yeah. Um, the earliest known reference to the Windy City is actually to Green Bay. The first known repeated effort to label Chicago with the nickname is from 1876, and involves Chicago's rivalry rivalry with Cincinnati. Um, ooh, it was popularized by a New York City newspaper editor. That's right. But, <clears throat> fuck yeah. Which newspaper editor was it? Um, Charles Dana, who was oh. working for the Sun, and it was oh. during the bidding for the Columbian Exposition, and Chicago won, which did not please him. So clearly, uh, <laughs> so he got angry and called it the yeah. Windy City. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Really, that's the best he could come it's, up with. It was either they say the city's nickname is either because of the weather, the I World's Fair, so. politics, yeah. or. The rivalry with Cincinnati, which I don't understand that one. There's a rivalry with Cincinnati? Apparently. Oh, Cincinnati was also a well-known meatpacking trade area. Um, And so apparently, and there's a baseball thing. The Cincinnati Red Stockings. 
Red stockings? Yeah, and then the so Chicago came up with the rival team called the White Stockings to defeat them. <laughs> so fucking Imagine weird. your baseball team is the White Stockings. <laughs> well, and now the we're, Red Stockings. And now we're the White Sox and Red Sox. So I know, that's still weird, but that is, stockings? <laughs> right. That's something else. Just, oh, man. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. So I don't like that. I, I don't yeah, like any of that. Yeah, I don't even know what I don't like about it, but I don't like it. Yeah, me either. Me either. Me either. So, um, M. Cole, while, while you're inside now, mm-hmm. how how has your mental health been? Really good, actually. Um, That's good. That's good. I, at least I I think it has been. Um, no, I feel like I feel like I've seen. And this isn't me saying this. I'm repeating what other people friends of ours have said. This is that like I think it was like Teddy that said this maybe, but like. I, I feel like we've been preparing for this for like our whole life um, mm. to be able to sit inside for hours on end and entertain ourselves. Yeah, um, sure. But uh, I will. It's I will say it's it's interesting. It's interesting in me to see like having like a significant other that like this is not her comfort zone, um, mm. and the popularity of things that people that are in the same demographic as us have used for a long time. Um, just like, like watching, like find, like seeing groups learn about Jackbox party games and yeah, playing okay. the, and playing them by zoom meetings. Right. And it's just like, Oh, like, yeah, okay. Totally get it. Welcome to the party. 10 years too late. Um, <laughs> it's uh, loser. Losers. <laughs> I, I feel oddly, su- I feel oddly superior. In my geekdom. Um, no, but it's, uh, it's been good. I think it also really helped that animal crossing came out because I've put in so many hours into that game already. Uh-huh. But, but yeah, I think, I think overall it's been good, but how about actually hold on real quick before I ask you how yours has been, I will okay. actually say it's almost been even better better than it's been in the past i have a really big um problem with fomo and saying no to social obligations and then Uh getting anxious about that later and one thing that's happened is that it's removed all of that like i and so it's like i could sit around and play animal crossing for 10 hours on a saturday where and feel amazing about it where if it was not under the current circumstances, it's likely that there is something else that like I should have been doing social wise where it's like, Oh, someone's like, Oh, can you come to our kid's birthday party? Or we have to, we have this celebration going on and I feel obligated to say yes because of friendship. And it's like an internal struggle. So like we're by removing all of that, it's been nice to be able to just focus on things I care about. That's nice. Yeah. So that's been good. But, um, but how about for you? I think I've been doing pretty good. Yeah. I don't think much has changed. Yeah. Yeah. For me. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's been, um, <clears throat> let's see. Um, have you gotten to stream more or is it still about yes. the same? Yeah. 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 So working at home has enabled me to stream a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I can't really tell you why because I'm doing about equal amounts of work. Mm-hmm. But um, I think I cut myself off. Yeah. At a, at a time. Yeah. Like at a specific time because I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. 
But when I'm in an office, I feel a little bit more constrained, maybe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it could also be because I do a lot of late night meetings that I have to go to. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are canceled or were canceled. Mm -hmm. Now a lot of them are online. I have to watch yeah. them. But I they're, think they're um, now adapting to the world we live in. They are, they <laughs> so. are adapting to the world that we live in, unfortunately. But uh, or fortunately, I guess, for some people. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, maybe it's a little bit of both. A little bit of both. I've been doing pretty good, though. Nice. That, that I think is I've been, good. I think I've been okay. That is good. I, I will say that it's um like for me talking about like like cutting like having like a cutoff time like that has been that has been a huge benefit for me right and so I just kind of like and I'm glad that I, I work for like a company and a firm that supports this but like instead of just like letting work trickle throughout like the entire day it's like at like five thirty it's like work is done. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to go yeah. do my other stuff. Like, I'm going to cook dinner, watch TV, play games, whatever it is, but work is done. I'll come back to that tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I, I, um, I feel like in, like, previously, there is kind of a more of an expectation that, like, it kind of bleeds through to everything. Um, so, but that's no, been good. I will say, I'm, I'm fortunate for working for a firm that has, that's, Law firms are terribly old school. And so it one nice thing about this is it kind of like forces discussions and things that like nobody ever wanted to talk about before. Yeah. Um, and my firm has been really good about working from home and remote working in the past. But it's nice to see like now that everyone has to be in the same boat, like how procedures internally are changing for yeah. the better, which is nice. So, yeah, no, that's nice. Yeah. So it's uh. I don't know. I think overall it hasn't been, it's been relatively okay for me. Yeah. Maybe, maybe even I would say relatively good for me. So good. Yeah. Good. Yep. Yep. So just panic calls to my parents every day to make sure they're all, they're doing good health. Yeah. I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot tougher for people or it's really tough right now because there's no, you know, we don't have an end date. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. No idea when all this is going to be over. Mm hmm. So it's not like, hey, you guys are going to go back to work in two weeks and not mm -hmm. work at home anymore. It's like, yeah, probably not. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> probably not. Yeah. It's like a new reality that people need to get used to. Mm -hmm. For some reason, um, well, not really for some reason. I know I'd stay inside anyway, so I'm pretty cool with it. Like, I know what's <laughs> going on. Yeah. I already got the gist, all right? Yeah. I've been training my whole life for this. <laughs> exactly. Not really, but, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, you know. I was the I, the thing that was the hardest for me was at the be, end of January, beginning of February. I had finally gotten myself to start working out again, and I was doing excuse me, I was doing so well with that. And then come beginning of March, and that just completely went away when my gym closed, and mm. it was like. Like, which was the right thing to do. I'm not saying like I wish it was any other way, yeah. but like for me, that was just like I can't replicate that. And I've been doing pretty well by taking the dog for a walk every day, um, which he's loving and he's in the best shape he's ever been in his entire life. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, like I can't quite recapture what it was in February. And like, there's so many resources for like, here's how you can, we can do workouts from home without any equipment. And it's just like, it's just not the same. And so yeah. that's been, that's been tough. Um, and I would say that's the biggest 
like life disruption I've had that's been tough to deal with, and I haven't quite figured that one out. But other than that, like I mean, back in I mean, at least since last year, but definitely since January, I've been cooking at home a lot more. So it's like nothing in that really changed, right? Like I used we went out one or two nights a week to a restaurant. Now we don't do that anymore. But like, and I miss that. But it wasn't a huge thing where it's like we went out every night, and it's like, yeah. oh shit, now we got to somehow switch to completely getting everything delivered or freaking start cooking again um we had already made that transition so that was that was nice for us but now you're saving that money baby that's true it was uh, yeah i know this is this is the this will be this will be the best my budget has looked in i don't know how long (laughs) (laughs) so so we'll see but i mean you can always buy overwatch figures though Ah, yeah. That now is a good time to do that. I think now. Although good they might be on back order now, you know, got some production That's problems. That's true. That is true. So I really, really though, I will say this: I, I can't buy the Overwatch statues because no room. No, no. I still got some room on my shelves. I got probably <laughs> one or two more can probably fit on there. <laughs> That's what okay. I'm thinking. No, I, I, but I do feel like we try, we try to. We try to order food at local restaurants at least twice a week. And uh-huh. so that way we can tip the people that still have to work there. And so not saying I'm going to tip an Overwatch statues level of money <laughs> to anyone, but yeah. I feel like uh, that it frees up a little more to kind of help pass it to people that do have to still work right now at yeah, like in an nice. actual place. So, cause like we went to, we walked, we've been to, one or two breweries to pick up beer so that we can give them tips and stuff like that. Instead of just going to the main chain grocery stores to try and help out other people. Yeah. But we do yeah. what we can. So see the one thing I've been wrestling with is about my haircut. Right? <laughs> Cause I, I didn't get a haircut before all this went down. Yeah. So now I'm thinking like, yo, number one, I gotta get a haircut, but I'm going to have to wait. Um, the other thing is like, yo, my hairdresser, Mm-hmm. This is not a good time. No. So I was thinking, what if you prepay mm-hmm. your hairdresser right now? Ooh. Ooh. Right? That's for a future good haircuts. Idea. I like that. The, the one problem is I think my hairdresser, I don't like have a, an assigned hairdresser anymore. Yeah. Like I, I, I switch between like two people, three people. Yeah. Yeah. So and the other thing is they all I don't know if they pool their money. I don't know if they take mm-hmm. all the money. If they only get like I don't know that. You know, I don't know if their salary I, I don't I don't know. Yeah. So I feel weird bringing it up. Yeah. No, yeah. Huh. Huh. Do they have a website? Um, yeah, I think so. It might be worth checking to see if the website has anything about that. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I'll So, ask. yeah. Interesting. No, it's I like an option for people though. If you have your hairdresser, maybe prepay for a couple of months. Yeah, no, that's a great Hook idea. Hook them up. That's a really good idea. I um speaking of haircuts, there is one really shitty thing that happened with all of this is that we right now I'm actually not supposed to be recording an episode with you because what? I'm supposed to be in Columbia for a wedding and we were supposed to leave on Wednesday and I had, <laughs> I had a, I was supposed to have a wedding yesterday uh-huh. and then I was going to be in Columbia most of this week and then I was going to be flying to California to San Diego for a wedding next weekend, oh which my God. both of those weddings had to be canceled and my 10 day vacation also had to be canceled. And so that was kind of a disruption of reality, which really sucked. Mm-hmm. And I feel so bad for my friends. They have to reschedule their weddings for yeah, this because that is, that is really, really tough. But the reason that this reminded me of it, the reason why I brought it up is because 
I was supposed to be getting a haircut on Monday, like oh. a few weeks ago. And I was already kind of stretching it because I was like, oh, I want to oh, I want to get no. one right before I leave. So oh, I like, no. like, like as of worst one, timing. Yep. Yep. As of if I got my haircut on Monday, it already would have been like a seven week between haircuts, which I usually like to go like every four to five weeks. So it's already been seven weeks and we're probably going to be sheltered uh, in place for another four weeks at least. So like I am going to be like a like 12 to like 15 weeks between a haircut. Holy I, crap. I, I'm actually considering is this going to be the first time in my life that I think about like really truly growing my hair out to like have like long luscious locks Dude, yeah like nicholas cage and con air yes exactly that's what i've been thinking about <laughs> so you could kind of like flow it you know exactly you to, dude exactly. i'm with it or sean connery and the rock you know either one. Oh <laughs> yeah i'm thinking like honestly at this point i mean i think in new york we're gonna be sheltered in place until like june yeah end of june maybe july yeah <laughs> to be honest <laughs> yeah so i'm thinking like yo I, i'm not cutting my hair like i don't think i i don't I'm have not... the expertise okay <laughs> yep and the only thing I could do is buzz it. And let me tell you, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. No, I hear you. And um, one nice thing that also works with all this is that if there's ever a time to try something weird with your appearance, it would be now because people are very understanding of like that life isn't normal, right? Like, <laughs> like, like my mom was saying she had to do, she had to do a conference call and she was working from home, obviously. And she doesn't yeah. normally. And she's like, it's like an hour and a half conference call. And like her dogs bark all the time. And she's like, Oh my yeah. God, I'm so embarrassed by that. I'm like, honestly, like, everyone on work conference calls now are like so understanding of like dogs and children and everything else in the background yeah, because we it. all live the same lifestyle. And so yeah. like if there's ever a time to like try a new haircut, it's now because everyone else like can't get a haircut. So it's like, yeah, I'm also, tr- I'm also, I, I, I've been, I think I'm going and so far I've kept with, I think I might go with a quarantine beard and just let my beard Ooh, grow up for okay. the entire. Dude, you're going to look so homeless. <laughs> By the end of this, it's gonna be huge beard, long hair. I know. Well, I mean, the worst is that I sometimes forget to shower for like two days in a row. So like, <laughs> there's like every three days, Wait like a with second. long hair, long beard, and unshowered. Like I literally, like Sarah probably wakes up and is like, "Holy shit, a homeless man wandered in!" Like, <laughs> Sean, 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 there is somebody in our bedroom. <laughs> like I. <laughs> It's gonna be great. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Yeah, so working from home. It's. I mean, you know, I, I feel like you know, I've done the same schedule. Yeah. You know, I'm still on the same schedule, but yeah. for whatever reason, you know, my sleep schedule is so fucked up. But uh, I don't know why. Yeah. Because I'm doing the same thing. I have the best sleep schedule I think I've ever had in my life. No, it's so weird. I, I just I'm, like I go to sleep at the same time, and then you take out my commute every morning, so I get to sleep in like an extra hour. <laughs> like it's that's nice. Yeah, the yeah. no commute's nice. Yeah, the no commute, especially because like my commute like amped up like three days a week when I had to go in the office. It was like an hour and fifteen minutes, and it's like it's really nice to just completely get rid of that. So yeah, but what are they doing about the trains? Are the trains still running? Yeah, they. Yeah. I, I know at least Illinois. So. Our regional rail, they two weeks ago, I think, cut their service by thirty percent because nobody was mm-hmm. there was a lot less people. And I know this like our our subway, the CTA, they 
they're they've seen ridership drops like 75 percent of their of like yeah. ridership from the year before and so i believe they've cut the bus system down a bit but i know our mayor was really intent on trying to leave as much of the transit in place for people that needed it yeah. and well, some I, people gotta work so yeah and i believe there was we did get um, last week, I think we got some federal money for our transit systems to kind of mm. give them some extra extra cash flow to keep services running. That so, Fed money. That Ooh. Fed money. Fed Ooh, two, bring it two trillion dollars. Nothing. That is a huge nothing. amount of money. That's nothing. <laughs> the huge amount. Okay, hold on. Can we talk about big number real quick? I like big number. I, you won't like this one. Uh-oh. Um Okay. But talking about journalism and uh, okay. and and stuff like that, this like oh, it's so crazy to look at the graph of the unemployment. Oh, I know, dude. From like from last week, like I, I so I sent you a link. I'll post in the show notes. Um, there is the New York Times front page. The way they laid this out to illustrate like the unemployment claims. Insane. Three point three million is like, oh, oh. I mean, look at the little blip of the two thousand eight oh, recession. I know, I know. It's almost like it's almost Which, adorable. That was the end of the world. The end of the world. I know. And now look at it. I know. I know. Dude, this layout is really good. Let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So for those of you guys that can't <laughs> pull it up, um, the New York Times front page, the way they laid it out is, if you unfold like the front page, the very bottom of it has the graph of the unemployment claims and on the right side which is today the line goes basically from the bottom of the page almost all the way up to the masthead (laughs) of new york times and so like when you're looking at the top half before you unfold it you just see this yellow line (laughs) that doesn't really have like any it has like an explanation but like there's no text around it and then you unfold it to see the rest of the graph and it's like that is that is powerful layout. If uh, yeah, that is crazy. So, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's crazy stuff. So yeah, big numbers, big numbers we're dealing with these days. That is a big number. Um, the you know one thing that's really, I, I will say that that's really kind of that's really kind of interesting is um, like the one connected humanityness of it all. Right, like you, like you and I live in different cities, and we have a lot of overlap in what we take in with news and life and stuff like that. Yeah. But we also live like vastly different lives, and it's like with this, like everyone is living the same life, and worldwide, everyone's living the same life. And I remember, like uh, Sarah has some friends that are in the UK, and they were messaging her, like it was like, was it? 10 days ago now i think and they were saying something about like they're like the government's talking about closing our restaurants and we think that seems pretty like extreme and crazy and it's like after ours had already been closed for like a week and we're like oh like you're a week behind where we're at like trust Mm -hmm. trust us this you you will you'll completely understand in a week's time like what what's going on and like it's just there is like this kind of like we're all just living the same history which is kind of weird to like think about so yeah, I mean, I don't see, man, after all this, things are going to, I just feel like things would be different. Yeah. But I maybe know. people always say that with stuff like this. But things were actually different. <laughs> yeah. Things. Yeah. I mean, you know? it's it's weird to live, it's, it's weird to me to live through 
be living through something where you can imagine in 50 years it's in textbooks in the same way that like the Great Depression is and mm-hmm. World War II. Yeah, I mean like that like there's like something that's like big enough that's happening worldwide that will be talked about at some point to educate people about. And that's that's kind of bizarre to me yeah. to live through that. So Oh. I don't know. But yeah, we gotta stay home and play video games. So Yeah, it's great. Try and try and help the greater good. But so now the problem the other problem is, you know, everyone is making me a little jealous. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because they're playing Animal Crossing, mm, mm-hmm. and I don't have a Switch. Now you and can't get one. They're all sold out. Yep. <laughs> and they're price gouged yep. up the wazoo. And I'm not paying four hundred and fifty dollars on eBay for this shit. Yep. And okay? nor should you. Nor should you. Like nor should I. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not buying that stupid Switch Lite thing. <laughs> right. Because no one, I can't stream from that. No. No. Yeah. You can't at all. Like, there's no way. Ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely no, ridiculous. That is. That's uh. You, yeah, so, that yeah. is that is a struggle. That is. I'm a going struggle. through some stuff right now. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry, man. I. I. I uh, have you ever played Animal Crossing before? Absolutely. Oh, that's even Game harder, Cube, then. baby. That's even harder than. That's even harder. I, I never. I didn't pay off my debt to Tom Nook. Oh, well, you, it's uh, you. You'll never. No one ever pays off their debt to Tom Nook. You. 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 You either. You either live in debt to Tom Nook or you die. That's one. Or you know the what? Other. Let's have a discussion about Tom Nook. Okay. Yeah. So there are two trains of thought, it seems, surrounding Tom Nook. Mm-hmm. Either he is the slummiest slumlord mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the world. Okay, yeah. Or the dude's a socialist. Now, do you have okay, do you on. have a preference? Back me up. <laughs> Educate me on the second school of thought because I don't think right. I know that one. So Tom Nook gives you a loan, no mm-hmm. interest. <laughs> and you That's can true. pay back the loan with these mile things. Can you pay back a loan with mile things? I don't know. No, you, you have to. You have to use. Okay. Well, your well, first you, loan you pay back on miles. Yes. Okay. You get you get miles right, mm-hmm. which are these dollars that help the community. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That sounds a little mm-hmm. interesting to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh. That's a good way to put it. Um, Could he be both, though? Maybe. So here's what I have to say. I've had uh, <laughs> I've had a lot of thoughts about this actually. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> the I played two previous installments of Animal Crossing. I played New Leaf on the 3DS, and I forget what the one that was called on like the regular DS was, but I played that one too. Um, and when I played those first two. Like, you kind of hate Tom Nook. Yeah, I like, agree. You just, he... He's kind of a dick. He is. And, like, I will say, like, his his loan is interest-free, which, that is hugely great, but it also doesn't feel that great when you're in the game. But it just feels like every time you talk to him, he's like, he he feels like, um uh like, Scrooge McDuck, or what's the guy from that one Christmas thing that nobody yeah, yeah, loves? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, he feels like that. Like, it's just like this, like, this rich-ass guy that's like, you will always be, like, indentured to me because I will always, like, be, like, pulling at, like, your strings. And, like, that's kind of how he felt. But... He's got a little bit of a monopoly, too. He does. On loans. I mean, there's no bank. There is no bank. It's just him. However, I will say that New Horizons, the brand new game on Switch, they they, 
Tom Nook is in a whole new light on this one. And mm. I think he goes from greedy Scrooge McDuck in previous games to almost like a partner like type of thing. And so it's like, like he brings you out to this Island and you get to pay off your first loan with miles. So like you don't even have to use the currency. Like you're essentially just being like, Oh, I sold like 20 weeds. I got 200 miles for that. Like here, that's going to help pay back my loan. And so like that part, like he feels much kinder for that, but you also, it feels a lot more like in previous games, you move into a town where he's the big boss dude, right? Like you're, the quote unquote mayor, but like clearly he's like the one in charge and you're just kind of like doing things within his town. But like now you're on a whole new Island, a deserted Island that nothing's ever been done on. And everyone starts off intense. And like you are like slowly like building this up into a community and you go in and you talk to Tom Nook and he's like, he's like, I want to get some other people here. Like, can you help me out? Like pick out where their houses are going to go and let's make some furniture for them together. Like we're going to do this as a team and like, and watching like the thing like unfold before your eyes. Like there is such a cool part to that where he seems like such a nicer person than what he did before. And it's, he's, he, I don't know if he goes all the way to like socialist icon as much, but like he definitely, not comrade, not comrade. He is not comrade duck, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) but he is, uh, he's definitely not the greedy Scrooge McDuck that he has felt like he has been in the, in the, in the previous games. So, yeah, that's my that's my thought. I, okay, I, all right, I'm with you. I'm with this. You. I will say, by far, this is the best Animal Crossing installment that I've ever played. Um, you make me want to play. I know. I'm sorry, but I just have to say this. I have to get this off now. my chest. Um, but <laughs> the early game pacing is it's it's just it's fantastic. It like. It's. It feels like there's enough for me to do to be satisfied and get a few hours of play in every day. But there's not like, an like one of the great things about Animal Crossing is it's not like a burdensome game, right? It's not like there's so much to do where it's like I always feel like I'm under like having to do grind out like a thousand things. Like it still feels lighthearted, and it's just I don't know. It's been it's been fantastic. The one thing that I think is really genius that they did, and I really. I didn't think I was going to like it is the um, splitting of having like two currencies essentially at the beginning of the game where you have bells, which are like the dollars type currency, which were always in previous games. And then we have now what you were talking about, the nook miles where you essentially earn those by just doing activities in the game, by cutting down trees, by talking to your neighbors, like all that kind of stuff. And so you have these two currencies that are like going side by side, but like the genius about it is that like the nook miles, like give you nice, like short term goals to achieve that then gives you some payoff to then use for other things in the game. While at the same time, you're collecting bells which lets you collect furniture and upgrade your house and do all this other stuff and so it's like it's a nice blending and they work very well together and it's not like confusing and muddled like i thought it was going to be uh it's really clear and nice objective based gameplay so i I love it great thanks really appreciate that yeah so i'm excited for you to get your 400 dollars switch on ebay i'm not buying a 400 dollars switch i mean that's a bunch of bs Okay, uh, let me change what you said just a little bit. 
you what you Skanky essentially said is, I am not buying a four hundred dollar switch now. I will buy a five hundred dollar switch in July while I'm still stuck at home and can't leave. You know what? I don't appreciate that, but it's probably true at this point. They'll they'll go back in stock. Yeah, they yeah, they will. They will. Six especially, months, <laughs> especially it's true. Once uh once the once the um Chinese production lines can open up a little more as they have more of a handle on this, I think then stock should go up. So yeah, probably by August, maybe holiday season, you'll be able to buy one again. Oh my God. <laughs> so far away. It is. It is. But uh, <gasps> okay, it's fine. It's good. It's fine. I'm waiting. I'm chilling. It's fine. I'm in it's no fine. rush. Everything's everything's fine. Everything's fine. I'm here to so. enjoy life. Yeah. Not spend uh, money on things I don't need. That, that's true. Speaking of that, let's do a nice good food finish. We're gonna wrap this 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 nice new episode up. Um okay. Skanky, staying mm-hmm. on theme. Um what have you been eating now that you've had to stay at home? Oh, let me let me can I can I answer your question with a different question that I want to mm-hmm. ask? Mm-hmm. What have I been craving? Ooh, that's an even better one. Nicely done. Right? Okay. Let me tell you. So for some reason, every time I stream, someone brings up donuts. Oh. Okay? And I really want some donuts. And mm-hmm. I'm talking munchkins, kind of like some like chocolate with some glaze, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm f- and I'm like, I got to figure out how to freaking make donuts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that sounds so good. Mm-hmm. So then today, I had a craving for garlic bread. Oh, yeah. Cheesy garlic bread. Yeah. You know who you know what happens? What? Freaking Price. He's like, Yeah, I'm gonna go to the dollar store right now and go get some. The guy during the stream comes back with his garlic bread. He's like, Oh yeah, it's in the oven. I'm like, Price, it's been ten minutes. How have you possibly done this? So I'm a little angry about that because yeah. I didn't get any garlic bread. Oh, God, and I want donuts. So incredibly good. That sounds so good. Have you been craving anything specific? Uh, yeah, I satisfied mine yesterday. I was That's I was good. so craving tacos, mm. like like no other like tacos. Like I wanted. Did you like, make or did you buy out? I bought. I bought. We um. But then I today we went grocery shopping. And I bought stuff for burrito bowls for this week. So, oh, yeah. but um no yeah uh, donuts are another really really good one. Um, I've been craving which I I fixed today i've been craving a freaking like breakfast skillet like no other Ooh, and okay. i made one myself it was actually kind of sad the um the two days after they announced the closing of restaurants uh for in-person dining the diner that's like a block away from us they just they said like we're not doing takeout we're just we're closing and we'll you know, open back up when we're allowed to. And I was like, Oh, I wish I got one last skillet from you before Damn. you did this. And so I've been craving it since then. And then this morning I, I made one, but they didn't have any hash browns at the grocery store and I didn't want to make my own. So I made a skillet with tater tots. And it was honestly tater tots sounds great. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. So, although I mean, hash browns aren't that hard to make. No, I just, I was being lazy. Oh. So I just I don't I don't know. I, uh, you, I, guess. Eh, I can go for some hash browns though too. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna make a black bean burger and hash browns for dinner once we're done recording. So whoa, yeah, that sounds know. great. I, that's gonna be amazing. I'm excited. So next level dinner over here. That is some next level dinner. That sounds really good. Yeah, yeah. So that's what that's what we've been doing. That's what we've been doing for the quarantine. Good. So I'm happy. But yeah, now that we have some maybe some extra time, maybe we, maybe we can record again next weekend. We have no excuse not to. I, I really should have like prompted that. Like, 
it's a, remember how I said like the great thing is I have nothing like no external commitments. There is nothing happening. I I've now so. run into the problem where people are like, oh, do you want to do like a Zoom thing to hang out? And I'm like, how can I say no? Like, there's like, nothing. There's nothing stopping you. Yeah, and I, I I'll say I'm so happy that work hasn't been like, oh, can you get this done tonight? Because like, how do I be like, no, I I have dinner. Like you know, I mean? like you can't. There's no excuse. Yeah, either. and so. I think it, the longer it goes on, and the like, work has been so good about this, but the longer it goes on, like if people do, I'd be like, no, like sorry, I have a hard cutoff at like six where I stop doing work, or else like yeah, you could that that's that's and I think people would be understanding of that because like you just can't have like your entire day be one thing. So now you can use this excuse, but only very not very often, you know, okay. as long as you can. I gotta go food shopping. Yeah, yeah, and people know it's an experience. It it so is an experience. That it is. It's it's weird. It's weird out. There. I will say it is honestly weird out in the, it's in weird. the world. It's weird out there. It's very bizarre. It's weird to walk the dog down major streets and have like no cars parked on it. It's just yeah, it's so weird. To without me. without even uh, what is it? Cones, right? Yeah, cones. Yeah, no it's cones just, to save the spots. No, yeah, the dibs, the Chicago dibs, Dib, the Chicago dibs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is an old episode of Shenanigans. Uh, that like, is that seriously is. that's a throwback. So, anyways, all right, guys, I'll spend another episode of Shenandex. New episodes go live Monday morning. Just in time for your workday, school day, chores, quarantine, whatever it is you're doing. Whatever you're doing, so nothing. We, we're, yeah, nothing. <laughs> like, like, you don't have a commute. Your kids are homeschooled and you work from home. So, hey, maybe some of you. Maybe some of you. Who knows? I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't know what's um, going on. But we're well there. We're there to hang out with you. You can find the podcast anywhere you find podcasts, including the iTunes Store, the Google Play Store, our website at shenantics.rocks, Spotify. Uh, speaking of which, Google Google Podcasts is now available on iOS. So if you want to listen to oh. us on your iPhone, you can do it through the Google system if that is what you please. Um, if you like the podcast, you can leave us a five-star review on the iTunes store. We always, always appreciate that good stuff. If you have any comments or questions, you can send a tweet to Skanky at shenantexpodcast at gmail.com or shenantexpod uh, on Twitter, and he will read those and yeah. forget to tell me about them. And I if don't you forget. Want, I just don't tell you. If you... <laughs> If you want to join the, if you want to join the discussion and post the wicked, wicked sick memes that Nesto's been wicked. posting, what are we from Boston? <laughs> so wicked, bro. So wicked. <laughs> uh, head over to discord.shenantics.rocks. That'll bring you over to the Discord, and you can do the sad faces with everybody else over there. And uh, Skanky, where can they find you <laughs> on the internet? <laughs> you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv/skanky. S K X N K Y E. And on Twitter at iSkanky, I-S-K-A-N-K-Y, Cole. where can they find you? Now has been a great time to not be on Twitter, um, but I'm on oh, Instagram. yeah. Instagram.com yeah. slash Cole underscore, I think. Yeah, Cole underscore on... on uh, I think so. On Instagram, M-C-U-L with the underscore symbol. And man, talk about like things you have no excuse not to do. I have not been streaming. <laughs> so I got Buddy. really good at... You were doing Sundays. I was. I was. I think we're you bringing were doing it back. Sundays. I th- but the hard thing is now, like, I'm playing Fez on stream. And, like, now the only thing I ever want to play in my entire life is Animal Crossing. And I don't really want to stream that. You want to so. hear something embarrassing before we end this podcast? Yeah, yeah. Yummy streamed, like, one time <laughs> yes. or two times. And she finished Fez. She's done. Oh, my God. And I've streamed Fez, like, three times. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That is super fucking embarrassing. That's bad. 
That's bad. That is that is terrible. <laughs> you got to get your shit together, buddy. That is, yeah. So we'll see. I'll maybe I'll give you another six streams, and I'll finish up Fez. <laughs> so. Okay, can't wait. Okay, guaranteed six streams, guys. Guaranteed. guaranteed I did six it. Six streams. You did it, Skanky. You're the best. Woo. Talk to you later. Goodbye. All right, bye-bye. <laughs> bye-bye.